0: Plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: The sound you are hearing is the KMA Audio Machine Cirrus Spatial Temporal Modifier. A vastly expansive modulated delay and reverb pedal. KMA's first foray into digital effects. The Cirrus is a wonderfully expressive soundscape tool. Multiple and extensive, independent modulation features give you access to a huge range of really cutting edge tones, with a versatile, expression pedal input for increased tone shaping. Floating above your head, delicate and elusive yet dreamy and sweeping, always in motion until it dissolves and merges with an immersive atmosphere around it. Just close your eyes and let the KMA Audio Machine Cirrus Delay and Reverb carry you across the open sky onto its sonic cloudscape. KMA Audio Machines truly stand out as one of the most exciting new brands in the business. Now available worldwide via Audio Distribution Group or check them out and buy online at kma-machines.com. Welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Brandon, joined this week by Jay
2: Cross. Back once again with the Renegade Masters.
3: Matt Knight. I don't have any song lyrics today. And Mark Packham. Groundhog
1: Day. Yes, that's right. We're, we're back. with This is the 260th episode of the regular airing edition of the Guitar Nerds podcast, which is absolutely fantastic. Obviously, once again, we're doing this remotely. We hope, uh, dear listener, that you're also enjoying your isolation and making the most of it, making music
2: and playing guitar and uh, doing lots of cool things like that. How we're, many... Uh, how many- uh, isolation casts are we in now? Is this the third or the fourth? <laughs> this is the th-
1: I think this is the third isolation cast. Obviously, we, we've we also recorded a few, like, Patreon things uh, as well, so... Um uh, so that's, you know, so, so those are on top. But I think this is the third one. Uh, listener, you should also know that this Friday is the first of what will last for the rest of the year. The Friday specials will be airing on every Friday. So you're going to get this every every Wednesday, every Tuesday if you're a Patreon backer. And the Friday specials every Friday or every Thursday if you're a, a Patreon backer. Which I know is crazy getting a Friday special on a Thursday, but that's just what our Patreon's all
2: about. Yes. Um, so I'm glad you bring that up, Joe, because we recorded one of these last night. Um, we did. Uh, w- uh, with uh, are we allowed to say who? Oh, we yes, recorded
1: you can. Yeah, with? it's not coming out for another like month and a bit. But yeah, we can talk about that.
2: Oh, okay, fine. It's no so, secrets. Uh, me and Joe recorded a uh, an episode with uh, Kevin Equitz from Equitz Guitars uh, last night, and at, uh, he was very cool as he always is whenever I uh, am privileged enough to hang out with him. But one thing that he brought up, which I thought was really interesting... Uh, is the kind of the differences in our dialects, and that's something that we talked about quite a lot. We spent a long recorded... time. Yeah, we spent a
1: long time talking about the difference between our sort of uh, mockney Cockney dialect and yeah. his
2: and his. Well, he's from California, but he lives in uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. But the the one thing that I really wanted to that really stuck in my head about our conversation was he pointed out that whenever we're talking about like big hollow body Gibsons. We will call it like you know a Gibson three three five, whereas or a three three nine, whereas they would call it a three thirty five or a three thirty nine, right? And you're. And that Blink is exactly, exactly what I was thinking about. Was about yeah. how indignant Joe gets when we call it when we call them Blink One Eight Two, and he's like, "No, it's Blink One Hundred <laughs> and Eighty Two actually." And I just thought, there we go. It's actually a cultural uh, cultural shift there. And, it is, uh, yeah, yeah, and 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 it's totally fine. It's no need yeah. to no need to freak out about it.
1: My my favorite one from that was the uh, was the plectrum versus picks. I had no idea that Americans call don't call plectrums plectrums. I thought Pl- like pluckers, in... mate. Sorry, Pluck? call them, plucker. <laughs> call, call them pluckers. That's what pluckers, I call them. Right, yeah. yeah. Got any yeah.
2: them plicky pluckers, mate? Just pluckers. <laughs> That's all you need to say. Got any pluckers? Yeah, yeah, uh, well... yeah. I got loads, did she? Yeah, yeah. Do you need to borrow some? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. I've got loads as well. It's oh, fine. okay, fine.
1: Fine. fine, fine, Yeah. Well, uh we, you know, we're, um you know, we're uh, giveaways giveaways. That's where <laughs> we we are. giveaways. We are giveaways. <laughs> we are, we giveaways. are giveaways. So I was, I was thrown off the scent there for a second. Sorry. But uh but yes, we're um we've been running for the last month we've been running this mammoth Thorpey Effects giveaway um to win the Thorpey Effects heavy water, which has been incredible. Um people have been able to enter on Twitter, on Instagram and on Facebook, which retrospectively for me it was terrible because every single entry I have to copy and paste into the 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 wheel of Nerdia um, for, for us to spin. And unfortunately, that meant, you know, I put out maybe, I don't know, eight posts about this on each platform. So it took me the best part of a day to, uh, to, to put all of the uh, near 700 entries when it finished into this uh, giveaway, all into... <laughs> into one spinning wheel. But uh we need to we need to select the winner. We need to spin that wheel. We need to select the winner. Announce them on the podcast because afterwards we've got a very exciting announcement. So is, is everyone ready, nerds? Are, are we all ready?
3: It's so visual I can't believe it. Born ready. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. We we are going to uh yes we're going to we're going to announce this winner via the wheel so I am going to I'm going to spin the wheel of nerdune here on my computer. I'm using wheelofnames.com, a fantastic website um, where you can literally enter names onto a wheel and uh, and they will and they will spin, uh, which which is which is a wonderful.
4: We know absolutely nothing about that company, Joe. We should not say that we stand by them as the world's number one uh, competition Name wheel, wheel company, company, I'll, um, company. I'll be with.
1: honest with you. I was buying time then because um, <laughs> uh, I put the names into the wheel about six hours ago and just revisited the tab and it had completely frozen. So I was re redropping the names in on a new tab. So, <laughs> so yes, that was, that was kind of my, my brain talking without really knowing what I was saying for a good few seconds whilst I try to copy-paste everything in. But the good thing is we're there now. So we're ready to spin. Are you guys ready? Sure. I can't. I literally cannot wait. Okay, here we go. We're going to find out who wins Thorpe FX Heavy Water. I have pressed the button. It is spinning round and round. The wheel is spinning. Uh, the wheel is slowing. It? It's starting to slow. No, it doesn't work that way on this. It is slowing and... Oh there's the winner is it looks like it is a winner from Facebook I can tell cuz on Facebook we get the names obviously on Instagram I have the you know the the handles handles thank you very much um Ben Cornell is the winner. Well done, Ben Cornell, on our Facebook. I will contact you shortly to let you know. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my well, Secret done. Second Identity. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Well, yes. Well done, Ben Cornell. That's uh, you have won yourself a Thorpey FX heavy water. Thank you, everyone who entered the competition. Um, you know, it's it's always lovely to do a giveaway and give something back to you. So thank you all for 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 joining and well done, Ben. Uh, for for being victorious in this endeavor. Now, whew, now this week we're actually uh, announcing another giveaway. That's right, we've got another one. We in fact have giveaways lined up for the next few months. Oh, it's a great way of you know sort of uh, you know, wasting time on the podcast. Anyway, so our uh, our for for our new giveaway, this is our biggest giveaway ever. We've teamed up with Tate Effects with Marcus Deluxe pedal boards um, uh, to to bring you uh, the big pink giveaway okay so the winner of this competition is going to receive a custom pink TateFX Antares Overdrive the pedal that you Matt Knight have this isn't Matt Knight's we have a separate one to give away Uh, (laughs) I was going to
3: say wait a second (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry, I should have told you that, Matt. We're actually taking that off of your board. I know you've just built a board around it, but no, yeah, we need that yeah, back. Yeah. Uh, so there's a, a pink Tate FX Antares, a pedal so good that Matt might put it on his pedal board. Uh, you're going to get that on a Marcus Deluxe slatted pedal board in Guitar Nerd's pink. Which is pretty cool. If you haven't checked out Marcus Deluxe's pedal boards, you can do on Instagram. They're absolutely fantastic handmade wooden slatted pedal boards in colors. This color is officially named Guitar Nerds Pink. It is officially endorsed by us. We have a lot of time for this company. They make fantastic pedal boards. Um, so, yes, you'll get a pink Marcus Deluxe pedal board and then a whole load of pink accessories from Ernie Ball. You've got pink cables, pink wristbands, uh, an Ernie Ball pint glass, pink strings from not pink strings but you know the strings that come in pink packets and you get a whole load of guitar nerds gravity plectrums gravity picks didn't do any in pink so i got them in clear but you know there's it's all part of
4: the pink giveaway. we'll send you a yeah. pink
2: highlighter
1: yeah we'll send you a pink highlighter we'll just fine. place the clear picks on one of the other prizes job done yeah yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's the aim. So entry is open worldwide. And all you have to do to enter is visit any of our social media channels, find the entry post. And then all you got to do for this one is comment on the post tagging a friend who you think should also enter. It's very easy. Um, we'll announce the winner on Wednesday, the 6th of May, right here on the who podcast. Who wins? The person that tags
2: or the person not, that was yes, tagged? Yes, that's,
1: that's very important, actually. I did a, co- a, a competition like this at GAC and people got very confused about who, who wins. All you're doing is tagging someone who should also enter. If they then enter, that is down to them. They could not enter. It is you that has entered. So, you know, whoever's name you write, don't worry. It's you that has entered.
2: So you could tag, yeah. like? Brad Pitt.
1: Yes, exactly. Okay. Tag Brad Pitt if you want. Um, in fact, that would be great. In fact, let's change this. Everyone tag <laughs> Definitely
4: Brad <don't>. Pitt.
1: No. <laughs> that's,
3: that's concentrated
4: <laughs> harassment. <thing.
3: laughs> he might be um, really into guitars. He might be like, I can't believe I've never entered a guitar notes competition before exactly tell you what enter. though
4: Joe, talking about celebrities i was thinking while uh there's no filming going on or anything like that there's got to be a load of celebrities with guitar collections that need to come on the pod like jason momoa i know we talked about it a little while
1: ago oh, but yeah what great guitar collector drop him a message he'll come on yeah yeah it should he is he's a wonderful man um Yes. Yeah. I definitely. Yeah. I, I want that man's abs. I mean, I want that man on this podcast. Yeah, that us get be him Fantastic. Yeah, you know, I, I want Kiefer Sutherland. He was yeah, my favorite character not? in Young Guns too. We got, um, <laughs> we, got, we got this whole other podcast every week. You know, we got yeah, room. Exactly. Yeah, I need to get Kiefer. But Kiefer Sutherland does have a fantastic collection of guitars, including his Gibson signature model three three five in uh, in what's the Gibson gold? Gold. Uh yeah. Mega gold. Okay. Mega Old gold. gold. Okay. Old gold, right, that one. But yes, he has a twenty-four carat gold. Right. Oh <gasps> There you go. There you oh, go. How is it he, not he called it. that? Oh it. my god. How is it not called that? That <laughs> is <laughs> That is that's everything. That's everything. Anyway, so we're gonna announce the winner of this competition on Wednesday, the sixth of May, right here on the podcast. So you have until the fourth of May to enter. Yes. Oh, yeah, right. So, um Star Wars day. Uh,
2: yes. Yeah, oh, it is May. yes, it is. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe May Did the you 4th. know yeah. Did you notice it was it was first contact day yesterday? No. Yesterday, the 5th of April. Yeah. Why yeah. Well, is I mean, that
4: Why is that first contact? Is that just the day that we made first contact in Star Trek?
2: Yeah, it's the day right. that the, the the Vulcans come down. Right. Sorry oh, to spoiler! any Sorry to spoiler any uh anyone who hasn't seen the hit movie Star Trek First Contact. But um, uh. if you if you haven't watched it yet and you want to, just, just stop listening for a second. Although I have already spoiled it. Basically, the Vulcans come down and uh, they make first contact on the fifth of April, twenty sixty three or twenty one sixty three or whenever it is. So, oh, right, yeah. so we've got we've got a few years it, yet, but it's it, yeah. it was the anniversary yesterday. It was a very special oh. day. Very the very special anniversary day. of something
1: that hasn't happened
2: yet. Yeah, the pre-anniversary. Yeah, the pre-anniversary. Pre-anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Anniversary. Anniversary, yeah. yeah.
1: So, okay. Yeah. So I, I also need to announce that um, uh, when we announce the winner of the TateFX and Marcus Deluxe Pink giveaway, we're also going to be putting all of our Patreon supporters' names into a hat to win a limited edition TateFX Raise the Dead Germanium Transistor Fuzz. So is that
2: also in pink?
1: It's it's not no. It's oh, okay. uh, but it, but it has an incredible uh, you know, nineteen eighty four germanium transistor in it, and uh, we'll be announcing the winner on the on the sixth also. So we'll pop all the names into the hat on that day and announce it on that day. All you've got to do is be a part of our Patreon community to be entered into that one. But yeah, how about that? That is a lot of giveaways that uh, we're 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 doing. It's a whole yep. lot of giveaways. Yes, Very exciting. Absolutely. absolutely. And, and also, before we get started on guitar things, I think it's worth mentioning that this Friday is the Guitar Nerds Facebook Quiz of the Century, happening over on our Facebook group, uh, facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash Guitar Nerds forum. That's going to be a lot of fun.
2: Of the century? Why well, well, is it of just the century? What I named it. Well, so we're uh, not going to do another one of these for like 81 years? No, no, no. It's just yeah. this
1: is going to be the best one. We can do as many so as we want. I was thinking about that. Well, I was thinking about
4: that. it well, won't be as good as this one. Uh, yeah. As we're, in, um, as we're in lockdown for a while, seemingly, maybe we could do a running leaderboard oh. of uh, quiz
1: participants. For the century. That's that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, so we yeah,
4: we'll do. F- yeah, we're, I'm not sure we're going to be in lockdown quite that long, but, uh, yeah, we will be for a while. So maybe we still do, you know, each nerd host hosts a quiz. Um, but, yeah, we keep a running uh, leaderboard for the four quizzes. That is, oh
1: my goodness. What? Oh, so a different nerd host for each one?
4: Yeah, different nerd host oh. for each one. And then, as long as the pe- people participate and keep the same team name, we can collate it into a leaderboard across the four quizzes. Well, surely their team name will be their name,
1: but, you know. Well, no, it's um, up to them. Could be whatever. I guess it is up to them. <gasps> Maybe I'll add bonus points for that. That's a good idea. Oh, yeah,
4: you've got to have a best. Yeah, best team name.
1: Has awesome. got to win at least one point. I tell you what boys I've been writing some of the quiz today. There are some fantastic rounds. I've got picture rounds going on. I've got rounds where you have to send in a photo of something. I've got like multiple choice rounds. There are rounds about, you know, the year of things, rounds about normal answers. There are there are rounds about everything. There are so many rounds. Is, is it even Is
2: it all guitar is it all guitar related?
1: Everything's guitar related. There is even I'm even doing oh. a bonus round based on oh, okay. the photographs of me. Playing in bands when I was between the ages of sixteen and eighteen, and you've got to name the gear I'm playing. That's, name that uh, band.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> what
4: do we? Yeah, co- exactly. What was it
2: called? Like
1: Captain Squirrel Nuts or
4: something? No, no, no Three no. dead squirrels. No,
1: four dead squirrels.
4: Four was dead one of the squirrels. Bands.
2: And wait, wait, Superhero- the other one. Yeah, superheroes anonymous. That was, that
5: was it. it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. exactly that's exactly that. Probably the two greatest bands that never committed anything to uh, uh, to record, uh, in my opinion. Um, but yes, yes, there it is. So I'm very excited about the quiz. It's going to be wonderful. Anyway, we should uh, we should talk about some guitar stuff. Um, I want to start off by talking about KMA audio machines again, because of course, as I pictured on the on our Instagram uh, listener, you can check out on our on our Instagram, Instagram.com/slashguitarnuts, or just you know at katanas, whatever. um whatever. Uh, I I took a photo of the big KMA audio machines pedal board that we've been sent. So I've been kind of working my way through those pedals and we we spoke about them uh, last week. We spoke a a lot about the Cirrus um, which I guess by the time this podcast goes out there's a little demo video of me using the Cirrus um, out and about. Um, But out and about.
4: what you take you take the pedal out with you, go to the park or
2: something. (laughs) Joe, you're supposed to be social distancing. You can't take the pedal out you need to be be at least you need You'd to be, be taking at least- your Volto and uh, and plugging it in down on, whilst you're waiting to get into co-op at the bottom of the road, standing two I, meters away from everyone.
1: I feel like I've let you all down. I I realise this. I I am sorry. That's it. It, it is terrible. Um. But yes, yeah, so I was checking out. So this week I've spent a lot of time on the KMA Logan. Um, which is KMA's only drive pedal. You know what's really interesting about this? It's really late in the game for KMA, um, for them to release a drive in that they have maybe four, five different fuzzes and distortions. Then they did two phases, you know, which is you know, and both like you know really expansive phases. y um, and then and only then do they release like a transparent sounding. Drive pedal, <laughs> you know, it, it sounds that like the drive pedal I expect to be the essential thing that people bring out early on to be like, here's here's our back line of pedals, here's our drive, our fuzz, our reverb, whatever. But this is something that's kind of almost an afterthought for KMA. It's something that's been brought out a lot later. Um, but it's absolutely I guess a fantastic. Few, a
4: few companies have done that though. When you think about like Strymon and, and companies like that, you know the drive oh, so. kind of came last, you know. And like someone like Meris, I guess, like they haven't done a drive yet, from what I understand. Um, you know, it's like the weirder stuff seems to come first, and that's your kind of headline launch. And then it's like, oh, actually, you might like a drive as well. I think that makes yeah.
2: sense though, because it's it's so it's you know relatively it's probably easier to make a bit of a make a bit of a stir with a kind of weird modulation pedal that yeah, is yeah. being like, oh, here's a, here's a new drive pedal. And being able to establish yourself as a brand before just bringing out, you know, another drive pedal or whatever, I think is is, is a good way of doing it. Because otherwise, that's what people will say. They'll just be like, oh, okay, find another drive pedal, whatever, you know.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah, I guess you're right. Um, the cool thing, like speaking to the guys at, at KMA, and what I thought was really interesting about this brand is – they talk. They they talk to me about the the original conception of of each of their pedals and how every time it seems to spiral out into something else. So in the case of the Logan, they were like, "Let's make a low gain, transparent drive," and they've ended up making this transparent sounding drive that also has a separate um, sweepable mid frequency boost. So you've got the you know the on off the engage switch as it were. Um, with a with an active EQ there that you can have pre or post the gain circuit, which which already gives you like a load of, uh, you know, a big range of sounds. And then you've got this mid boost that you can kick in. But then that is also sweepable via the mid frequencies control, which you can also expression out. So you can have a sweepable mid frequency, kind of wah-esque, um, you, you know, on, on a... On a separate expression pedal out of this out of this drive, so it's kind of cocteau, wah, mid mid push drive and transparent drive all in one, um, which you know I I thought was an absolute bucket of fun. I had a, a really good time using this pedal. I thought it kind of did an an awful lot of stuff, which was cool. And then on top of that, um, it has uh, you take the back off the pedal, and you've got. Um, You've got little dip switches, so you can. Oh, sorry, not not dip switches. In this case, a little variable, um, uh, a little <laughs> a little variable control, a little mini rotary that you can that you can boost and make the Q frequency of the uh, of the mid range more expressive, so more ridiculous, which was fantastic and kind of. It's just not something you see a lot on drive pedals. How many drive pedals have an expression input, you know? (laughs) I
4: I just like the fact it's called Logan and it's low gain. I think that's uh, a touch. (gasps) Oh, I didn't get
1: that. Oh. That is fantastic. I
4: yeah, assume I, it's I that. I mean, there may be other reasons for it as well, but that makes sense to me. Yeah, Logan yeah. Drive. What's it called? Logan. 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 It's called yeah. Logan. Yeah. It's called that's,
1: Logan. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I had I, I had a fantastic time messing around with that pedal uh, this week. Um, I'm going to try and film a video of, of me fooling around with it soon but the coolest thing about the kma stuff for for me um is is kind of the price point of the pedals because they're all coming in at you know under 200 pounds for these um you know these these really sort of left field um pedals that kind of do more than the standard I, I'm, I'm having a great time with them i do appreciate at this point listener that, that they are also sponsoring the podcast but i also personally have a big board of them here to mess around with them and i'm having a great time i think they're really cool pedals and uh, I, I really think they're they're worth checking out did I'm you um, did you mention cover- the artwork on the logan because that oh, is one of the most important amazing. things yeah yeah it, it I mean, does look fantastic
4: any pedal that's got a narwhal on it i'm in yes it does it does have a narwhal on. sorry, Joe, were you drinking there did i um I did was, I make yeah you sorry. speak at a point when you were supping on a beer yeah, yeah it sort of it looks like a is it like a wolf in some sort of robe holding a baby narwhale and yeah. uh you know what could be more metal than that it's
1: yeah it's uh, it's wonderful artwork. The artwork is pretty consistently ridiculous and brilliant on the on on these pedals it's they're a wonderful addition to sort of like weird boutique brands um i'm I'm really enjoying everything about them. Uh, Whoever's the doing moment. the artwork is just
4: loving it. Like the I'm just looking at the uh the worm right now, which is the June worm.
1: Oh, we talked about <laughs> yeah. this last week, didn't we? We talked about it briefly. Yeah, about the fact that yeah, it doesn't have one LED to turn the pedal on. It has like six, which are like the teeth of the worm. Yeah, so they yeah, all yeah. come on around you know at the same time when you engage the pedal. Yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah, there's a lot of good
4: stuff going on here if you're into like weird kind of I guess yeah the artwork that you see on a lot of like prog bands album covers is very much uh what they're going for
1: here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A a German brand with a wonderful expansive sort of, you know, German taste in artwork, I guess. But yeah, we I thought it was very cool. Anyway, uh should we uh, should we do some news gang? Sure. Okay, wonderful. Here's the jingle for the news. New. Right, yeah. so first up, Matthew Knight. I want to talk about a brand that we don't often talk about on this podcast. Um, Boss re- releasing <laughs> <laughs> Gibson, releasing something that no one ever expected them to release.
3: Okay, that could that that could that could be two of the news items that has my name next. Oh, to it, right, Joe yeah, Branson. okay.
1: Oh, I, I I was going I was going one through. Uh down oh,
3: But but you can talk t- about whichever one you want. Well, I'll tell you what, let's let's start with uh let's start with Kemper. Um so Kemper releases the Cabinet and the Cone, all spelt with a K. Um there's a Simpsons reference in there somewhere. <laughs> um <laughs> so the Kemper cabinet and the Kemper Cone are part of the um profiler series. Um obviously I'm sure you can guess by the names what they are. The first one is the um, guitar cabinet that comes in a 2x12, um, oh sorry, a I think it's actually a 1x12, a 1x12, 2x12 and a 4x12 um, filled with their new Kemper Cone, which is the kind of snazzier part of this whole bundle. So the Kemper Cone is the specially designed lightweight speaker that you pair with a Kemper Profiling power amp that basically has 19 different speaker character or imprints, as they call it, built in. Now, I thought this was a very, very similar idea to the Line 6 Power Cab, um, which has a very similar thing, but they've I think they're doing it slightly differently because they're saying that... Um, The Kemper models that you can create, you can actually separate the speaker out of the profile. Because obviously when you profile a Kemper, you are firing audio through the speaker at the same time. So you can separate the amp model, and then you can run it through 19 different classic Um, speaker cabs. Um, So they're actually using DSP in the Kemper um, for their, what they say, ultralinear um, frequency response speaker that's using a dedicated Kemper algorithm they've built specifically for these speakers. This is
4: emulation
1: to the nth
2: degree.
4: So Matt, just to to be clear about this, like this is a passive cab, right? This isn't like the Line 6.
3: This is a passive cab.
2: Yeah, yeah.
4: So this is different to the power cab stuff. So it's basically they're doing... The modelling still in the Kemper itself. That's correct. And essentially, yes. I guess what this is is just like a really good full range passive yes. cab. Right.
3: Um, cab. But the the idea here is that um, so that they're saying the Kemper Cone has been narrowed towards the physics of classic guitar speaker um, chassis. So even the full range sound, sound covers a distinct character, unlike PA speakers or monitors. Got it. So the the idea I think is yeah, you've basically got. Um, 19 included speaker imprints of well-known speakers from Celestian, um, including a couple of rarities. Um, there'll be more added with updates. Um, and then you can power the cab. So it's a passive cab with either the Kemper Profiler head, or Power Rack. If you've got the non-powered ones, you can just use a separate power amp um, if you want. But the advantage of using Kempers is that you can run them in stereo. So you could run different cabs into different um different speaker models into different cabs but yeah effectively if you think when you profile a Kemper what you have to do is fire noise through the speaker uh, through the amp through the speaker and then you basically pick up that noise and that becomes the model so it's obviously doing something very clever inside to eliminate those frequencies of the speaker or the amp Uh, in some ways and then obviously fire it through the the cone now what is cool is you can buy the Kemper cone as a replacement for standard guitar cabs if you want to do that so if you've already got a studio and you've got a Kemper and you've got some cabs kicking around um, you can buy them as a single unit twos or in sets of four and then there is a um, there isn't a one by twelve cab there's a two by twelve and a four by twelve cab um
1: strange that they would admit the single twelve when it's such a popular I think the thing choice. is
3: they're trying they're probably trying to open up Kempoon to more of the gigging world on people maybe using Kempers on stage a lot more and having cabinets because ultimately we all know what it's like through a pa monitor or a full range monitor like it says it doesn't necessarily give you the dynamic playing experience of playing through a kind
2: of guitar cab But um, people who are using kemp i mean are, are people gigging with something more than a one by 12 uh, uh yeah.
3: yeah well i think the thing is if you take what Kemper, what a lot of people now this is obviously just my opinion but i'd imagine you'd get like what i'm seeing is a lot of big touring bands like you know, who are doing a lot of touring and a lot of gigs in the year, are taking Kempers out on the road. Uh, and all of that just goes straight to front of house and into monitors, basically. Uh, and those Kempers replicate all the sounds they've got in the studio. And then you've got smaller bands or smaller guitar players, musicians who are using them at home, but they're still going out and gigging a uh, quote-unquote real amplifier. So I think what they want to do is take more of that kind of semi-pro musician um, who maybe doesn't do a lot of gigs or are playing smaller gigs to take their Kemper out on the road rather than just leave it in the studio. Because the majority of what I see is Kempers are being used in the studio a lot. They're not necessarily out on the road a lot unless they're massive touring bands where they want something that's ultimately a lot more reliable. So I think they're trying to build This in... is a way
1: of opening it up to, to middle and lower level bands.
3: Yeah, exactly. Because now at the moment you kind of buy a Kemper and you don't really buy like the complete set so then you have to go and buy like pa speakers and let's face it lots of musicians lots of guitar players ourselves included want things to look nice and if you're not playing that many gigs and you know you're you you know if you want to go and buy a Mesa boogie because it looks great and sounds great cool but you might go, oh, it's not as versatile as a Kemper, but it doesn't look as good as the Mesa Boogie that I've. Well, absolutely. Just I mean, so- the
1: main reason you know for for me never ever considering the Headrush cab is because it 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 was a wedge PA speaker, and that was not something that I wanted. I appreciate maybe there is a, a sort of an area of of, sort of modern metal where that's a look that's desirable, but it's certainly not for what I think is the bulk of guitar players. Yeah, there's definitely gonna
2: there's definitely people out there who care more about like function over form. And unfortunately yeah. uh, we're not those people. <laughs> we actually, are not and um, <laughs> I'll I, I tell you what's, um,
3: what's interesting, just reading a little bit more about it, just in terms of tone and feel, which obviously is a big thing to a guitar player, just reading about the imprints, they've kind of gone into a bit more detail um, later on. So the profilers already have something called monitor cab off, um, which basically I think just turns the, Um, speaker cabs off inside the Kemper so you can run them through third-party IRs or anything like that. Um, And when you do that, it turns the Kemper cone, switch from a full-range speaker to speaker imprint mode. Um, That's when you can use these speaker imprints or these... um, guitar speaker models they've built in but they're saying that the sound of the imprint shouldn't be mistaken with mic cabinet simulations of a profile so I'm guessing a profile is yeah you're getting the amp and the speaker model and this is something a little bit different so it brings back what they call the amp in room sound which again a lot of people who use Kemper I know use Kemper it's like the sound is incredible but it's very like flat and that's not the the prettiest word to use but it's like a great recorded guitar sound and i think what a lot of people are missing is a great guitar amp sound if you know what i mean so it's like it feels more live it feels more in the room i wonder if there's like an an element
4: of this working backwards as well like you know let's say you've got a guitar amp that you take for gigs but you're like I want to do a load of home recording, can't mic stuff up, really want to get a Kemper. Like, I can't really justify having a guitar amp and, like, the non-powered Kemper at home. But then also, like, I can't just take a Kemper out and, like, take it with my regular two. Or I'm not going to get the best out of it, taking my regular 212 out with it. So I wonder if there's an element of, like, okay, they're trying to sell gigging musicians, who want a Kemper on like a rig that does everything rather than like oh I use a Kemper and I want to take it out I think there's like probably an element of
1: it going the other way as well this episode of Guitar Nerds is brought to you by Shergo Guitars and their latest electric guitar, the Provocateur. Celebrated by Total Guitar Magazine as one of the most refined single cuts on the market with endlessly satisfying playability and a flawless set of tones. The Shergo Provocateur combines remarkable specification with a retro vibe for a unique and bona fide rock guitar. From the brand that once powered the lights of Joy Division and is now championed by modern guitar pioneers and So I Watch You From Afar, and many others, comes a fresh and exciting range of electric guitars. Designed by legendary British guitar luthier Patrick James Engel and featuring a raced mahogany neck and a solid mahogany body loaded with USA-made Seymour Duncan pickups, it's easy to see why Guitarist magazine officially voted the Provocateur one of the best electrics of 2019. You can find your nearest Shergo dealer at ShergoGuitars.com. And if you're not in the UK, don't fear. Many UK-based Shergo dealers have super awesome international shipping options to guarantee your Shergo will make it to you in the most far-flung of places. Proudly stand out from the crowd and discover yours today at ShergoGuitars.com. Shergo Guitars. Be your own original. Ernie Ball is excited to announce that the highly anticipated Volume Pedal Junior Tuner pedal is here. It's the perfect combination 2-in-1 pedal offering precise volume control with an enhanced definition digital tuner. The pedal features a fast and accurate chromatic tuner with a graphic volume display that's visually attractive and easy to operate. The large display automatically switches between tuner and volume modes depending on the signal level, allowing players to tune at a minimal volume level. However, other always-on configurations are also accessible via double-tapping the touchscreen. The tuner can be calibrated to a variety of ideal reference pitches and its compact, rugged design consists of aluminium housing and features a stronger, more durable PVC-coated Kevlar cord ensuring consistent tension throughout the foot sweep. Available in silver, red, white and black. Visit ErnieBall.com to learn more. Now, back to the podcast.
3: Yeah. Absolutely, but um, I think this is a. Re- it seems like a really cool situ- um, product that they're sort of moving. You know, trying to cover. I think some situations that their users are already coming up against. Here's, um, um, here's yeah. a question, uh, Mark Peckham,
1: Hello. Do you do you understand this product?
4: Yes, I completely understand this. Right. Because okay. Wow. Because it's a passive cap that you use with an app modeller, which is what I expected this kind of product to be. Right. Um, okay. It is worth... Because
1: po- Line 6 released the same thing and you weren't sure about it.
4: No, that's a powered cab with models in it,
1: which is what uh-huh. I don't
4: understand. And right. we, sh- we should have asked Ben Adrian last time we spoke to him to give me a bit of a rundown. But yeah, this, um, this I completely understand because it's basically just a guitar cab with some differently voiced speakers in it.
3: Yeah, um, but it is worth pointing out that the Kemper Cone and the... Kemper cabinet work exclusively with the profiler. So you can't buy this passive cab, um, this passive speaker, put it in your um, cab and then use it with other modelers, for example, or a Helix or something similar. Right. Um, you need the Kemper to run some of the digital features um, around the, uh, the speaker itself. I it's see. Regional. Sense. Yeah. Yep, regional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes. No going um, to not going to America and buying one cheap, unfortunately. But um
3: actually one thing I one, one thing I would say just in terms of cost, the speakers are relatively well priced. Everything's available direct from the Kemper online store. One speaker is um a hundred and fifty euros. What? Um so about the same price as a a little bit probably the top end speaker, but oh. not certainly as expensive as like E V speakers, which are, you know, two, three hundred quid. That's you a lot of-
2: cheaper than I was expecting it to be. I mean, a a, profi-
1: a Kemper profiler now is, is £1,400, um, which is, you know, I, I know that's that's more than a Line 6 Helix, but if you were going to compare it to a lot of premium-priced valve heads, um, I kind of think they're relatively in line at at, at the moment. Um, should I buy a Kemper? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah? As long as you so- don't use guitar nerds' money to do it, do whatever you like. Well, I use guitar nerds' money for everything. Well I mean yeah. I'm I'm lucky no one else checks the account balance. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on to the next piece of news, Mark Packham. Hello there i'm going to talk about godin yeah so godin
4: guitars uh, have announced a brand new uh, electric guitar um the stadium ht which uh if you sort of look at it in a picture and, and sort of squint your eyes a little bit it, it looks uh, very much like a t-style guitar um it's slightly kind of uh smaller body shape than a traditional t-style um but apart from that all the things that you would expect are there you know six in line headstock two single coil pickups uh um, th- three-saddle bridge, uh, a long control plate in the regular sort of T-style. Um, and there's not a huge amount more to say about it. What the, one thing that they are sort of um, talking about is this acoustic-like finish. Um, and, you know, those guitars are... You know, Godans uh, normally, is, from what I remember, have just a regular gloss finish. This seems like it's going to have a kind of satin finish that you would expect from an acoustic guitar. The idea being that... You know, with a lot of these guitars, um, a lot of these style guitars with this this finish, that it's going to wear in quicker um, and give you that... Well, how do they phrase it? A comfy old pair of jeans feel and a weathered <laughs> look.
3: Um, so I, I like it. I, I think it's... I mean, I love Godan guitars anyway, but yeah. I think this looks... Great. They looks-
1: are fantastic, and I think they're a brand that we don't talk about enough, and also, almost I think you're kind of underselling them there because they've got this lovely, rich, like, um, uh, it's it's not a roasted, it's a hard rock maple neck, but it's it's a dark-coloured maple neck, so it has the impression of that sort of roasted maple neck on the back and front and the headstock. I think they look absolutely gorgeous. The brass saddles, um, the sort of no-scratch plates, so you've got the exposed... Um, uh, sort of neck pickup area sort of thing. Um, I think another this looks absolutely actually, so gorgeous.
4: That board, Joe, actually is rosewood. Um, so the the
1: three colors. Oh, the boards available. rosewood, but the neck yeah. is 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 hard rock maple that's been darkened.
4: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see what you mean. But yeah, on the, so on the trans white model, transparent white model, you've got a rosewood fretboard. The matte black and Havana brown come with a maple board. So it's one oh of those God. things where you kind of got to match up the finish to the uh, to the board that you want. These um,
1: guitars look fantastic. They look like old coffee table style guitars. So so actually, the this guitar that we're talking about this week, the Stadium HT, is uh, is something that we originally had in the news to talk about the model that preceded. Exceeded it slightly by a couple of weeks, which was the radium, the radium carbon. uh, which is the, the RN series of guitars which, which is,
4: is basically the same body shape but yeah. with slightly different kind of features did we talk about the radium three. before we
1: didn't know. we never got round to it you wanted to talk about yeah. it but we just never got round to it on the episode that we planned so to. the
4: radium is still kind of T uh, like body shape wise it's kind of classic T style um, but what you've got I would suggest is a kind of much more I guess rock oriented guitar so you've got um, wrap-around uh, compensated bridge like a Lesbos junior style two humbuckers uh, bridge and neck with a tele pickup in the middle a telly sort of neck pickup in the middle um, and I'm just checking the
0: hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass."
1: Three
4: by three Gibson joy. style headstock yeah. as well. Yeah, three by three Gibson style headstock, and these are a glued neck. Whereas the um, wait,
1: they're glued neck as they well. They are
4: so Stadium is which is the tele, the, the, tea, the regular T style one uh, yeah. is a bolt on neck. So I guess they're basically pitching these as like you've got your traditional uh, LP style guitar, I would say, with the uh, with the glued neck, uh, and then you've got the traditional. Uh, T-style guitar um, oh. with with the bolt-on neck. Um, I've, but just I've just... Seen the
1: back of the radium. Yeah, um, it's it's unbelievable. Really um, nice. Yeah, it's incredibly nice. Listener, you have to go and check this out. This this glue-on neck radium, where the the neck is sort of getting lighter in color, like it's worn on a glued neck Telecaster, where they've put. Kind of SG style beveling in the in the back of the body. Oh my goodness, there's this a lot is going on.
3: There. That's um, that's what I like about the stadium because the neck carve towards the um, the top end um, is is the same sort of carve shape as my Nick Huber. and it's right. super super comfortable. And I'm like, actually, that just it looks so pro. And I mean, the price is just. Yeah, I don't ridiculous. know the price
4: on the radium. The price on the. Uh, it's the same. H Stadium HT uh, six four nine US dollars. It might be a hundred more on the radium. I think. I'd imagine. Head, but... I'd imagine it's more because you know the glued neck generally uh, implies it's a bit more money. But looking at all of their electrics, uh, just across the whole of their website, actually, they've got some great stuff. Like they've obviously reissued the radiators, which we talked about a little while ago. Um, the session HTs are really nice, which are kind of more sort of super strat style. Uh, again, with like either a fixed bridge with humbuckers. Or oh, there's a Trem model as well. Um, and they do like a huge range of those. There's everything from more sort of classic looking ones in in a kind of uh, metallic red right through to some more modern-ish ones, I would say, in uh, these kind of worn finishes, like a matte black finish. Yeah, there's tons of stuff going on with Go Down at the moment. I, I kind of always wanted a radiator. Maybe now's the time to get one. Uh, awesome. Joe, have you seen,
2: Joe, have you seen the uh, Summit Classic in convertible gold? Um, I think you I should. Not. I think you should have a look at that on their website because that is. I mean, it's it's basically screaming Joe branton at me. Wait, wait, I, think, I need um, to find it. What is it called? The Summit Classic. Summit Classic. Yes, on the is second it a hollow body? No, it's not. Uh,
1: uh, oh, sorry, it's a solid body.
2: A solid okay. body. Summit Classic in convertible gold. Oh, I didn't even see there was a second. Oh page.
1: my <laughs> goodness. Okay, that's very, very cool. But I have to say that the Summit Classic SG vintage burst, the single P ninety single cut, I am very excited about. But probably actually the thing I'm most excited about is the Summit Classic SG in matte green with Zebra two Zebra style humbuckers. We talked about those before. Those... When, when those were
4: released, we've definitely talked about those because I've definitely seen those. What I, I didn't am incredibly excited about this guitar. What I didn't realise is they do like a range of um like semi hole like guitars obviously they've done the the um what they call fifth avenue for a while which are the big body sort of jazzers um but i didn't realize they do like a whole bunch of kind of almost Gretsch style guitars, or like um, you know, uh, old school Gibson, you know, thin line hollow bodies. So they do the Montreal Premiere series, um, and they do those again with some different sort of lineups. So they do like the Premiere Limited, which has got a Bigsby and two TV Jones. So you kind of know what they're going for there. Um, and they do a the Premiere Supreme Light Burst, which looks like what's that Gibson called? That's kind of like. Not an L 6s Can't remember what they're called, but the, the ones that are, S
2: stands for hollow uh, solid body.
4: Yeah, so maybe they're L six or L five, but they're like L5 a is thin. The big
2: jazz, is yeah, the big jazzer.
4: These have kind of got that body shape, but they they look to be like a thinner depth. These look amazing. Really
3: good. Really um, good. I don't know why we don't all
1: play Godans.
3: Well. <laughs> If I could, and I had money to burn, I would definitely buy the Godan Multi-Oud. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Multi-Oud. Wait, what's um, that?
3: Well, an, an, an Oud is an 11-string fretless Middle Eastern Eastern instrument um, that has all their multi-act technology in it and a tuner. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um the but yeah it's worth... the multi-ude
2: ambience.
3: They wow. also do a s they also do a seven string classical. Um go down to uh Which a whole is not uncommon of... by the way. Seven string classicals is no.
1: something that existed for a long time.
3: That's true, but um this is like a electro acoustic, very high-end um it's a very odd one. But they don't forget they have the whole multi-voice series, which is their I think it's got a synth output, a piezo pickup and humbuckers, which they do in electric versions and acoustic versions. Um, and I think they make some fretless guitars as well, I think. They somewhere make down some the
4: line. great acoustics, I didn't realise. I'm just looking at one now called the Rialto Junior, um, which is a, I forget, it's, it's like a parlor style guitar, I guess. But um, it's in silver and it's got uh like two strat not not strat knobs like two um like top hat knobs on it cuz i guess it's got a preamp in there it looks amazing like for just weird little kind of oddity small guitar that you can knock about with We should try, like we try and get
2: some I tell you what, whilst we're going down this route, I've just clicked, I'm just having a look at the bases. Have you seen the Dorchester?
1: Oh, wait, no, I haven't seen any the, of the bases. The I, Dorchester, oh,
2: Dorchester. it's amazing. It's wicked. It's, like, it's a 30-inch scale. Wait, Joe. It's a 30-inch it's a scale, almost like a it looks a bit like a Burns, I guess. Or, I can't believe um, you!
3: I can't believe you picked that and not the A4 Bass Ultra. Oh, the A4. S-G. I mean, yeah. come on,
2: Matty! Like, <laughs> I, thought is... I thought I'd let Joe catch up and, and do his like Sonic the Hedgehog um, comedy dropping of all of his rings when he found that guitar. <laughs> uh... Oh my
1: goodness, <laughs> that is like um, the 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 one that Matt's talking about. The A4 Ultra. Uh, Ultra is a terrible name, uh, but the A4 Ultra is is like the. Um, uh, uh, what were they? What What are those terrible acoustics with plastic backs?
5: The oh, ten- like a that's it. Yeah, Ovation with
1: the, with the with the silly hole in in the top horn, not horn, but the top bit. It's like that. Oh, it, I, I'm really into that. The A4 has a, are you, a how thumb
4: are you rest not that goes the whole length. How are you already not playing one of these Dorchester's? The, I'm just looking at it. Uh, right The Dorchester now. looks okay. fantastic.
2: I absolutely I, the door, wicked. The dual and the, the, is the, the, the amazing. two colours, there's the two colours, there's black and then there's the, is the only difference? Yeah, the only difference is the cherry burst and the cherry burst looks wicked. It looks like a um, like a Rickenbacker uh, tri-burst, is that what that, what's the Rickenbacker kind of sunburst yeah. called? Is that yeah. tri No, 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 it's um, Fire Glow. Fire Glow, yeah, you're right, sorry, of course, yeah, Fire Glow. It looks a bit like that. Um, but these, door,
1: the Dorchester is incredible. It's yeah, just the right amount scale. of Moss right, but um, yeah, but, it's
4: it's Moss right's It's Rick and It's kind of like um, Eastwood Airline kind of vibe to it. Um, yeah, how do you not know about
1: these? They're short scale and they look I wicked. don't know, but I'm I'm looking up shops with them <laughs> now. So uh, <laughs> where can you get one? Okay, so they they retail for around uh, around nine hundred around a thousand pounds. Okay. Is the sort of average average price of them? I tell you what, they're totally worth that. I'm gonna have a look around my room and see what I can list to sell tonight because <laughs> uh, <laughs> because this what an absolutely gorgeous bass guitar. It's the right scale length. I think it they, looks incredible. I think they've made a guitar version as well.
4: Oh really? These look fantastic. Oh. Yeah, they have. There is a guitar version available and it looks absolutely oh, incredible. No. Really? Yeah, if you're into like retro guitars, these are
1: uh, how have we not talked about these before? They look I don't fantastic. Know. These are these are wonderful. I am very excited about this Dorchester. Um I i, I I think I'm going to get one of these. I'm going to find <laughs> something to sell and get one of these because this looks absolutely. I've been thinking about Moss Wright for ages. Like I've been keep looking at the Dan Electro Moss Wrights, but loathe to sort of spend nine hundred pounds on a Dan Electro. I always kind of, even though they're fantastic sounding guitars, I kind of feel like they should be at a slightly different price point. So I've been sort of, uh, I'm in an ring over it. But this is absolutely wonderful. Um, Tell you what, the, the, talking about Dan
4: Electro this week. Uh, because I've not had much time, I've been super busy. But the time that I have had to sit down and play guitar, I've not even been touching the Les Paul Junior. I'm so into the Dan Electro right now; it's uh, it's crazy. I mean, at one point, I was thinking about selling it, but now absolutely not. I've had like, no, you're uh, keeping it. Yeah, I've had like a real good week of playing guitar on the Dan Electro, and it's made me look at other Dan Electro's. I'm like, well, you can get them for like 200 quid. If I've got one, I might as well just get all the colours. I'm like, it's like Matt with the food <laughs> pedals. I just want to yes. get all of them. <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah. uh, talking of that, DC fifty nine in in every uh, for every room. Yeah, why
4: not? Why not? Or <laughs> there's a, there's another one that I saw recently, which is the I forget what the original single cut one was called when they did the Korean reissues. Um, but there's one of those in Aquamarine Burst, and it looks amazing. Oh
3: yeah, I, I need to get more down Electro pedals. I need to get I need to get every Dan Electro pedal ever made. And well, not just uh, yeah. one of each, I mean every pedal ever made am yeah. going like, <laughs> it could it be like a, that geezer buying
2: yeah. uh, getting the, the VHSs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: I, I'm pretty convinced that the only thing I care about now is Godan. So uh let try and get in touch with to them, see if I can send you
3: one.
1: I might I might well rename this podcast the Godan nerds. I, I can't <laughs> I can't guarantee that I won't. Jay Cross, um uh, you, you you are, you you want to talk about something on the podcast this week
2: well i just thought that uh it was left off the news but i thought it was worth just bringing up uh very briefly that um ernie ball announced two new signature oh, yeah. artists this week um so they're they're not new models insofar as uh you know ernie ball have been doing with uh their uh you know signature artists of of late where they've just been bringing out completely new shapes but yeah uh to uh kind of the punk rock community i guess there's a couple of exciting new guitars Uh, out there absolutely
1: one of them is the coolest iteration of this guitar ever and i apologize for not adding this to the news because i was very excited about it myself so
2: so first up so there's a guitar and a bass we'll start with the bass and that is the uh, mike herrera stingray bass so mike herrera is the uh vocalist and bass player Uh, from the band mxpx and um yeah he has team it looks like both these guitars are uh being done in conjunction with ernie ball to raise money for uh the music airs covid19 relief fund so that's really nice you know this is a this is an instrument that is uh, that's only really come to light because of um a charitable cause so that's really cool um and yeah it's just just a, a cool looking um stingray bass in uh seafoam green it's got a the big stingray plate it's got the mxpx logo on there which is never my favorite thing to do when a band puts their logo like in a really prominent especially position. especially not that big it's like really really in the like you can't miss it so that's you know but that's fine you know it's for a uh it's for a uh, a charitable cause so i think we can give everyone give everyone a little uh, a little bit of a break there um, yeah. The other one, which is uh, really yes, really now cool, Now let's actually. talk about the exciting so, one. Uh, so the Stingray guitar uh, signature model by Stephen Egerton. So Stephen Egerton is the guitar player from the Descendants. One of the uh, most important punk rock bands of all time. Ab- absolutely one of the most important punk bands of all time. Yeah. And so, all he was in all, and he was also in all. Yeah, great and, bands. Uh, you know, he has done. Uh, I think he's done a load of recording for bands as well. Over the he last was few uh, years.
4: he was in the Lemonheads for a while. Was he? Yeah, was he? Yeah, he did. Oh, right. um, uh, what's his name from the Lemonheads? Did an album where his backing band were essentially the Descendants.
2: Oh yeah, right, I had no okay. idea. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, what is that guy's name? Um, oh. Yep,
1: that man from the that Descendants. <laughs> Please talk about this guitar. It's uh, the
2: coolest so, thing yeah. I've ever seen. Music man, release Evan ever. Dando. Evan and I d- Dando. I Thank you. Yeah, that up. was gonna. That was gonna blow my brains out. Uh, but yes. So uh, the. Uh, Stingray is in charcoal sparkle, which is obviously a finish we've talked about before and uh, absolutely love. But the thing that's great about this, there's no controls whatsoever. No volume control, single pickup, no tone control. It's, there's just a plate where there used to be... <laughs> <laughs> the, that's the, the best bit that they've kept the control plate yeah, from the Stingray, so but with nothing drilled in. It's there's so ridiculous. There. One it's- humbucker
1: in the bridge, oh...
2: Yeah, what, why did he do anything else? I mean, we've talked about like that being kind of the quintessential like punk rock loadout. Well, but I, I didn't think anyone that that would sound... ever actually do it. I didn't think anyone would have the guts to be like, yeah, you know what, fine, let's just do it. Let's just absolutely I, I've, do it. I've, I've mentioned that that's how Tim, the guitarist
1: in my band, has his SG's wired. Yeah, but that's because he plays left-handed, doesn't he? Yes. So yeah, the, right. the stuff's yeah. going
2: to get in the way. This is this isn't. Once again, this comes down, Joe. This isn't about function over form. Sorry, no. This isn't about. Wait, which <laughs> way around is it? <laughs> this isn't. This this isn't for any logistical purposes. This is because it's like, well, I don't use them. So Let's just get rid of them. That's fine. They're not in the way. So uh, yeah, really, really cool. It looks great. Um and yeah, obviously it's it's for a really good cause. So yeah, definitely absolutely. worth checking out. It looks and like they're being made to order because it's saying that they uh ship they ship within three months. It's also both these guitars are uh US exclusive. So But you can buy direct
1: as well. You can buy direct if you're in the States. And uh they they even have um they even have uh, you know, monthly rates so you can pay as little as a hundred and five dollars a month. Um you know, for however many months it takes you've to pay about off 2,500 quid. You what? Yeah. you said you've thought about that, haven't you? I, I'm thinking about this quite, quite long and hard. Right? <laughs> now, I know enough people in the States to, to buy this and get them to send it over to me. Also, this, this com-
2: fantastic comes guitar. It comes strung up with 11s. Like, fantastic. Oh, that's even it's better. It's a dream
4: guitar. It's, no it's no just... controls, 11s, nope. one humbucker. Like, what more do you
1: need? That's perfect.
2: It's uh, yeah, it's it's very cool. It's Sorry, Jay, I've got cool.
1: I've got to interrupt you there because yeah. uh, I can hear the uh, the dulcet tones of the question
2: duck. Are you sure that's uh, not the seagulls that? Are yeah, I was going to say I'm pretty house. sure it's the seagulls. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They've been this is the definitely the seagulls, seagulls, seagulls. episode. There have been a lot of seagulls uh, coming from your audio feed, Jay. Yeah, just, I know. Uh,
2: I mean, I would close the window, but it's just it's really hot up here, so I'm not going yeah. to. afraid.
1: A whopping seventeen degrees for for us in the UK here today, so we're all you know shirts off. Anyway, as the uh, I've question got my pants off. Has, uh, <laughs> I know. I really wish we weren't doing this via video, it's but, a shame. Uh, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I can deal with it. Um, anyway, the question duck has uttered his uh, his entrance into the questions, and we don't have very long left, so we should try to get at least a question in. So. <clears throat> Liam McGovern says if the Baja Telecaster and Blues Junior are the official love of the guitar nerds, what is the bass equivalent for the nerds? Let's go around the room. Mark Packham.
4: American Standard P-Bass, Ampeg, SVT, Classic. Okay. I mean, like personally, that's not what I would take to gig for the reasons that the SVT Classic is far too big and heavy for. Well, that's, most that's what venues. I mean. I
1: do I do kind of feel like you've just gone for, you've gone for the quintessential head, and certainly the the Blues Junior isn't the quintessential gigging guitar amp, but it is the amp that we favour for certain reasons. So I reckon, maybe I reckon maybe it, give it a touch more thought.
4: No, I reckon it depends. <laughs> I reckon it completely <laughs>
1: depends on how we're defining
4: like that's so cold. <laughs> give us some more thought. No, it depends on why we've chosen Blues Jr. though, because actually I do think Blues Jr. is a gigging amp, and for a lot of musicians, Blues Jr. is absolutely perfect because it's a great home amp, and it's great for um for taking to gigs. Unfortunately, bass is different because is there a bass amp that's the ideal bass amp to have for home and the ideal bass amp to take out for gigs. Absolutely Mm -hmm. not because bass practice amps as we've discussed pretty much pointless. Like if you're practicing bass at home just use headphones. Plug it into a sound card or like whatever you've got lying around and practice like that because home bass amps pretty much pointless because they, they're they not loud enough really to go and do a gig with. There's certain exceptions. I think there's a, you know, like the little mark-based combos like CMD121P, but I also kind of feel like I don't think that is the best amp for home and I also don't think it's the best amp for most gigs. So I'm going straight in, classic rock and roll setup, American P-Bass, SVT Classic Head. That is like the gold
1: standard for gigging. Okay, I I I definitely appreciate your arguments. I think you, yeah, you know what what you've done is is essentially said. I don't know, uh, Gibson, Les Paul, and Marshall Marshall. You know, uh,
5: different oh, argument. Yeah, different argument.
4: That sounds great. Yeah, different <laughs> argument though, because if you if the argument was like, what's the best thing to go out and gig? I'd say yeah, absolutely, Les Paul Junior. Uh, DSL fifty. That's my favorite rig of all time. If you're, you're saying mate. what's the what's, what's the quintessential, what? What's wrong with you? I love the DSL fifty. It's uh, one of the best amps ever made. Um, if uh, if you were saying like like what's the quintessential guitar rig, I would say Baratelli and Blues Junior guitar nerd rig. Sorry, and Blues Junior. There isn't an equivalent for that on bass. I don't think because firstly we haven't championed stuff as much. Yeah, we've said like p bass is the best and obviously you know that's there's literally no way you could argue against that um is there an amp that encompasses everything like a blues junior does absolutely not doesn't exist for bass so i'm going american standard p bass and an svt classic
1: does mark's argument almost um uh sort of you know defunct us actually continuing this is he in fact right is there not there's no way of doing an alternative because there is no ultimate rig for bass in the same way that there is for guitar. Jay Cross,
2: yeah, I mean, I, I I do agree. I think it is difficult to 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 find that answer because the bass does a very different job to the guitar. You know, the bass is there as the kind of backing, as the rhythm, and it it needs to move a lot of air. You need to move air when you're playing bass in a band. And that is just not practical for home use. But I um I,
3: I, are we are we just are we looking at this the wrong way though? Because we always say bar we, we never talk about Baja Telly and Blues Jr. for gigging. We just say it's the two best things you could buy. So what are the two this best is an things interesting you could point what are the two best things that
2: I don't, you would I don't buy for bass right now? American I don't, think that's exactly, I don't think that's that's true though, because well, no, but
1: would I any think, of us actually play a Baja uh, sorry, a uh, blues junior. No,
2: I, th- in I think in
1: a live
3: situation. Yeah, I think the we love the amp
1: because yeah. it sounds fantastic and is a good price and comes in some great finish options. I think that's very different from us looking at it from a gigging perspective.
4: Is it? Is it what I would want to play because, every night for the kind of music that I like? Absolutely not. Not a
1: blues junior. A blues junior. Well, there Bruce you wouldn't go. Do. So why are you looking at it from the same perspective? Because Certainly if we were going to go gigging, I would be talking about like a Boss Katana. As as my favourite gigging amp, yeah, and, and I certainly and, wouldn't talk about a Telecaster for being a, a gigging guitar. I, I would
4: suggest that the uh, perhaps the Katana has usurped the Blues Junior as the guitar nerd's uh, quintessential amp of choice. But yeah, I yes. think the the problem lies in the question, in that there there cannot Speak be this same thing for bass because the reason we recommend Blues uh, Bar hartelli and a Blues Junior is that they're like really good for almost everyone. You know, and like, I just don't feel like there's that option for bass because bass is like, I mean, apart from you know, just saying P bass, because I actually do think the P bass is the best thing anyone could buy for bass. Um, but the amp is way more difficult because guitar amps and bass amps
2: aren't like for like, you can't, you cannot compare them. The P bass is the greatest musical invention of the twentieth century. As I said, I, you know, I've said many is, times, I would
4: I would put it up there in the top ten inventions of the last of century.
2: Time. Yeah, no, no, no. It's a, a, like I would say, other than the internet, the P bass is the, <laughs> the most important invention of the twentieth century. But if we're talking about like musical stuff, and you know, I realise that. I mean, I don't know when penicillin was invented, but I assume that was, you know, (laughs) (laughs) there's probably an argument for putting penicillin up there as well. Um, But, you know, in terms of like musical equipment, the P bass is the greatest musical, is the the greatest invention. Um, When it comes to amps, it is very difficult because, as I say, the bass just does a completely different thing. And I think generally what you need is you need something at home that sounds good and that you you know feel inspired enough to go and play now whether that's you know buying a small bass practice amp whether that is going into a sound card and using headphones whether that is going into your guitar amp and just you know rolling back the treble so that it sounds you know inspiring enough for you to want to practice and play at home then that's that I just I don't think that there is an amp that is. Good enough to do that, and good enough to play a gig with.
5: Little if what you want
2: without without diing, uh, you know, because you could, you could get a you know you can get a, a small Ampeg that sounds good at home, or you can get a Fender Rumble that sounds good at home, and you know you can then di out of that, and it will sound great. But like that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about something that you can use down at the you know the dog and duck and yeah, yeah. in front of a hundred Ma- people. I- I'd be
1: interested to hear Matt weigh in on this.
3: Best guitar rig I ever played, because I did play... Um, the Sorry, bass rig, because I played bass in the band, was a Squire JV. Uh, sorry, Squire JV what? P-Bass. Right. Uh, in black <laughs> with a tortoise guard. And uh, a Little Mark III. That's it. Done. Don't need yeah. anything else. Oh, and a DS-1. <laughs> Classic bass pedal, watch. the DS-1. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um <laughs> I, I don't know i I'd I think little mark surely the little mark is like the equivalent of the blues genius of the base world so you think what is the little little mark three the
1: little mark i disagree i disagree completely i yeah, think... you hate the little mark anyway, no 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 so... no no it's not me it's not a personal thing and I think I, I think I think as sort of non-base players, you got to, you've got to sort of step into. What do you mean, like, not like, bass players? No, no other <laughs> than you, other than you, Mark. Just, just like let me, like let me step into this Matt, one. That you have you cannot- done more gigs on bass than you have on
4: guitar?
3: I have actually done more gigs playing bass. Jay, have you done more gigs playing bass
4: than you have on guitar? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. I mean, in For, fairness, okay, fine, I, I would still
2: absolutely consider myself a failed guitar player, you know, which is what all bass players are, right? <laughs> yeah, it's people yeah, thanks, who weren't thank good thank enough you. at guitar to play, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I,
1: I just think I think that the Mark base alienated as many people as it as it brought on board. Um, you know I that I, 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 d- I don't think I it
2: alienated anybody. I think no, no, you've I constructed th- this in your brain, but and I you've just I... you've said it so often. you are like, yeah, yeah, this is this is real. This is okay. You've got okay, Stockholm then... syndrome over over a bass amp. Not
1: not at all. Not at all. It's like uh, it's like us talking about uh, you know instead of Blues Junior saying, well, the Hughes and, Hughes and Kettner and um, tube meister. Uh, does does you know everything maybe right, blues be, junior does be, like let's um, let's
2: just, i thought we were having a sensible discussion here come on
1: <laughs> but but that's what i'm saying what 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 we're talking about with the blues junior is something that's um something that's a very very uh, traditional and uh, you know, sort of retro quintessential guitar tone and then when it comes to bass you guys are talking about something that's incredibly modern that's absolutely not suitable for anyone who wants to throw any what, sort of S- drive svt classic <laughs> Well, well no, no, sorry yes, you mentioned the SVT classic, but everyone else is talking about Mark bass, and I'm just saying that they you know anything Class D, and this isn't exclusive to Mark Bass, they make fantastic amps, but anything Class D is going to collapse under any the pressure of any drive. It's not going to work. That's very why you've got to well. get a little
4: Mark I mate, the right. uh, <laughs> solid state power amp, one of the best sounding amps of all time.
1: I've changed my pick. Mark bass, right, little okay. Mark I. Go back okay. to 2004. Okay. Right. get yourself okay. one of those, job done. Okay, okay. But, but that that's all I'm saying is is I think, you know, that 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 there are there are very specific tones available from Mark Bass. And 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 maybe that's that's kind of what what we're coming down to here is we all favor the Blues Junior because we love those uh those sort of vintage Fender tones and and who wouldn't? It's an absolutely fantastic sound. Certainly not for some of our listeners, they certainly wouldn't get behind that. But but that's for, what I'm saying. Us. That's what I'm saying, SVT Classic.
4: Like think about all the people that have played them from like you know, people who are using, like, loads of effects, loads of drive, right through to kind of, like, funk players and stuff in the 70s. Like, they're all using SVTs, and the one that sort of is the modern equivalent, I guess, um, is the SVC Classic. I would su- I would suggest that that is the equivalent of, like, a Blues Junior. And if you actually want to dive deeper into that, in fact, probably something like... You know, if you're thinking about, okay, well, SVT Classic is big, it's heavy, it you know, doesn't quite fall
1: does, on the does line. Does it have to be currently made? Is that is that one of the things?
4: I don't think so, no. No, I mean, so, you know, like I was just saying, you know, if you're thinking that SVT Classic is, you know, too big, too bulky, the other one to think about would be something like SVT3, which actually is a, a bit more of a kind of all rounder amp. It's a bit smaller, a bit less money. It's um, not loud enough.
1: svt 3 is loud, yeah, no, definitely. Not. They're 450 no, it's not. watts, aren't they? Yeah, it, it sounds like about 150 watts. The, the It was one of the worst amps for... No, Bolton. oh, SVT, oh, I, I love those. They're,
4: they're super loud. Uh,
1: no, I'm sure for, for cafes and bedrooms, Mark, they're fantastic. <laughs> but, you know, they're... Uh, they're 450 they, they're, watts. But they don't sound like 450 oh. watts. All right, well, let's go, go SVT Classic then. Let's go <laughs> SVT Classic. <laughs> okay, okay. Um... Like I guess that's that's everyone's pick. I think you guys have all unanimous unanimously chosen the precision base as uh, as, as the base. We we haven't settled on an individual model like we did. You know, the Baha. Um Is there a P base that could um no, the, the, just an individual the P, base. P base? Sorry.
3: Just the P base, yeah. Just, Any well, P base I, you can get.
1: Well, I was going to say, guys, if if you know, we should actually be a bit more specific about this. Come on, I mean, I think American the, standard P base. No, I think from two thousand and two. No, I think you're wrong. <laughs> I think the Mexican fifties P base is the one we're talking about. Because you know what the Baja represents for us? It's value as well as being incredible. We we're, we're always with the Baja when we talk about it. Best Telecaster for under a thousand pounds. We're never saying it's the best Telecaster. Because we know there's custom shop stuff out there. We know there are other brands bah. also making great T style guitars. But for under a thousand pounds, the Baja is the best. And i tell you what, for under a thousand pounds, the Mexican 50s P bass is absolutely pound for pound the best precision bass you can possibly buy you get that big proper 50s neck you get some great finishes you get a gold anodized plate you get a vintage 50s style p base pickup which is almost without doubt the best sounding p base pickup that has ever been um i i I just think you know i don't know why we're not talking about that well certainly not i think um
3: I think unless you're you, Joe, most bass players only ever buy one bass. Yeah. <laughs> so they can probably afford to fork out a little bit more. Uh, where guitar players want a Baja because they need to maintain their terrible, terrible, crippling guitar addiction. I actually think um, that's true. Where <laughs> bass players buy one bass and then that's it. So um, you know, I think they can they can go up. Well, that's ridiculous. In that case, if it's only (laughs) going to be
1: one base, you would buy an original, like if money's no object, you buy a Fender P base from the 60s, you drop four and a half grand on a proper 60s P base. No, 60s one? uh, No, you're out of order. Why not? Why would you you do that? Uh, why wouldn't you do that? I don't understand. It's well, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. American standard P-Bass is like the perfect No, point. why would anyone want a P-Bass with like a modern bridge on it? Because they and sound really a, good. A, a wimpy sort of modern neck. <laughs> like, w- what, in what <laughs> world does anyone want that who's not playing it's in not, like a funk wimpy. band? It's not no, wimpy. No, it is wimpy, mate. It's wimpy. A 50s <laughs> P-Bass... Had, is was the last base that had a proper neck on it it's the only base a 50s reissue base is the only base in Fender's current catalogue that has a proper neck on it and at least it doesn't have those ridiculous modern bridges Fender's with modern hardware you would never talk to me about a Telecaster with individual bridge saddles would. we would never love have it. that conversation I love them so Absolutely I don't know why on bases we, we're allowed to have this chat about sort of stupid hardware sometimes I put strap saddles because, on because my telly the, just because I can the other thing
2: the other thing you've got to bear in mind is basses uh-huh. are a bit boring, really. No, you know, no. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> Joe, I'm a bass player. Wound so base, I'm done up so. Bases are boring. The bases are, a bit boring. Bases are boring. I agree. Bases, is, bases are ridiculous. bases are pretty boring. And you only you like as long as we can get you know you only end up a bass player if your two mates who you know who play guitar were better at guitar than you, or in your case, Joe, your one mate yeah. uh, who you know yeah, was, was better it. at guitar was better at guitar than you, so you end up playing bass. That's how everyone ends up playing bass, and it's just like it, I've learned to deal with it, and it's I, I come to terms with it, and it's fine. I feel fine with it, and um, you know I've got this cool-looking, functional, great-sounding, feels wicked bass that I love every time I pick it up. But like I don't pick up at home. You mad? Of course not. I pick up a guitar. Pick up a real instrument.
1: <laughs> well, I agree. If I had a, a, a bridge that looked as stupid as a as an American standard bridge on a base looks, I probably wouldn't pick it up either. Anyway, we are drawing towards the end of this week's free episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. You can, of course, listen to an entire extra episode of Guitar Nerds every week over on our Patreon site. And this week well, on our Patreon site, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, it's the finale of Gear of the Decade. So if you thought we were arguing in this episode... Wait until you know I push through the uh, soundbrenner into the uh, into the final <laughs> of Gear of the Decade. <laughs> I, I don't think I do actually. I can't remember. We recorded it so long ago. Um, but anyway, this is the final episode of Gear of the Decade this week, which is going to be absolutely fantastic. So tune in for that. To become a Patreon supporter, it costs only just as a, a Just
2: month. sorry to interrupt. I've I've no, got no, go for I've, it. Got, I've got to interrupt you. I, I, I just wanted to make sure before I did, but the American Pro P base comes with a high mass vintage style bridge. So, you know, it's whatever we're talking about here is your your argument's falling apart. I'm and also
4: you. if you get like an American standard from you know, like 10 years ago or whatever. You get one for under a grand and they've got an old style bridge on it. Happy days. Mine's 2008 But why and wouldn't you buy the 50s wicked. one
1: so you get a proper neck on it and you get vintage tin. And I don't like those necks and I don't like that finish. You don't like those necks. No. You, you don't too like wide. those necks. Mate, if you want that neck. Too, if you want too it,
4: wide. If you want it that wide, just play wide. start playing classical too guitar. Wide.
1: Why don't you play ukulele, Mark? Why don't you play a ukulele? <laughs> if broken. you want to play a bass, except that they're
2: wide. He's broken. Yeah, Um, I've just I've just picked up my P bass for the first time in I don't know how long, and I've not I've got I've got blood all over it. I I must have cut myself the last time that that I the last time that I played a show with it, and like that's how infrequently I pick it up. Good, I bet it's still in tune. I bet you it's still in tune. Uh, (sighs) Hang in a sec, yeah, close enough. You know, I mean, I certainly wouldn't be taking a tuner to the show, so it's no need. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my goodness.
1: Anyway. Um, you know you can join our you can join our Patreon community at the one dollar tier or the five dollar tier where you can enjoy an extra episode every week. Plus you get access to our entire back catalogue. And there's the ten dollar tier where you can become an executive producer and enjoy all those benefits. Plus you get your name sung in a song that I sing at the end of every episode. Ooh, you can follow us on all the major social platforms at katanads and join the Facebook discussion and be there this Friday where we're doing the Uh, The Facebook quiz of the century on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. Now, next week on our Patreon episodes is a new series uh, with me and Matt uh, called um, The Pedals That Made Us, where Matt and me are going to be recounting the best pedals from the last, you know, 35 odd years. Wait, you're much younger than me, Matt.
3: I'm not that much younger than you. How much younger than me are you? I am 33.
1: Oh, right. That's fine. Yeah, 35. So that's okay. But yes, we're going to be recounting the pedals of our youth, which is going to be wonderful. Hmm. Thanks very much for tuning in this week, listener. We'll catch you next week for more of this guitar nerdery. Farewell.
4: Bye-bye. Cheers, gang.
1: And Shorty, Short C, Michael How Brian I'm Derek Rich